welcome to Bold Thinking, entrepreneurial stories honestly told. In a world full of chaos, this is a podcast about the people making positive change in the world, using bold thinking to transform businesses and themselves. Today, I'm speaking to Sam Jacobs, architect and trustee of Future Dreams, a charity that funds breast cancer research, awareness and support. Sam is also a great friend who I got to know when I first got involved with the Future Dreams charity about six or seven years ago. So welcome, Sam, and thanks for joining us. Really excited to talk to you today. Me too. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, we're, um, we're all happy in my home today, which is unusual when it's a day of homeschooling as well. But I feel good today and I'm really excited to be chatting to you today, Jules. I like chatting to you every day, but this is extra special. (laughs) I do spend a lot of time talking to Sam about the charity because it's absolutely cool to my heart, Future Dreams. So Sam, tell us a little bit about your career and how you came to be a trustee of Future Dreams. So um, my... I have two careers. Um, I trained as an architect, um, qualified at the Royal College of Art and went on to a very exciting architectural career, which I loved and I do still love. And um, it was, it's been an amazing journey because I was working for a practice and then had some kids and decided to go freelance and work with lots of other kind of architects on smaller projects, which has been really exciting. Um, During that, my architectural journey, um, alongside my very close friend, Danielle, who's a founder of Future Dreams, was a founder of Future Dreams. We both were kind of trundling through life together since school. And um, she got diagnosed very young with uh, breast cancer, which was really arresting, um, but her mother had had it while she was younger. And I helped her through her journey of the best support you can do as a mate. And then after she went through all her chemo and surgery and treatment, she wanted to do an event uh, with her mum, both breast cancer survivors, and they pulled in their friends and family. And that was kind of where my charity journey began with Danielle and Sylvie. And um, has never stopped, which was, that was 12 years ago. So I've kind of, um, I haven't been practicing as an independent architect for about three years now, but I have quite a strong architectural role within the charity, which we can go on to chat about. Um, but um, as you know, uh, Julia, the, the sad twist to the tale mm-hmm. is Danielle and Sylvie breast cancers returned and unfortunately they're no longer with us. So I, I'm I work with Danielle's family and friends and, and new new people who have come along the journey, um, kind of continuing their legacy. And the charity has grown enormously. And they started with 100 quid in the bank. And to date, we've raised 6.5 million. And we will continue their legacy and work very closely with the family. Wow, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. Absolutely love listening to it. Um, Sam, uh-huh. what do you, what does bold thinking mean to you? I think bold thinking f- for me is 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 having the kind of confidence and the belief that if you try something, is 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 to just to grasp it. You know, you're going to have bumps along the way. Um, I really do 
live by Brenny Brown's um, quote of, well, it's actually Theodore Roosevelt of daring greatly and the kind of vulnerability that brings. And I think that kind of really does shape you as a person. Um, I was brought up by a very, very strong uh, single mum and she had a career in the construction industry and as a woman in the mm. 60s, 70s and 80s, that was an unusual position to be in and she brought my brother and I up and she was fearless and is still fearless at 86. Um, and I think she's just given me um, a belief system that to, to feel bold and to, and to go for something that fills a, a burning passion in you and also, and you'll you'll get this, Jules. It's design training. You're you're educated in such a different way as a designer, as a as an artist, to think in such a lateral way, which enables you to be a bold thinker. Because I think you come to a subject from lots of different directions, which you definitely do. When we have our our meetings and our brainstorms, we think in a similar way, and I'm sure it's because of our design training mm. which is I think art school and design school is the best education in the world for anyone. Mm. I think it's quite an innovative mindset isn't it which anything is possible mm. and actually I think you know working with a charity it's pretty fearless um, and you know really exploratory and the benefits of that have been like you said the huge amounts of money you know earned which genuinely really really help Um you know, what kind of things have you had to do over the last year to adapt? Obviously, with all the pandemic, I mean, Future Dreams was massively a big fundraiser at events and, and things like that. And obviously, that's that's really sort of closed down in the last year and this year is going to be difficult. So what things have you done as a charity to adapt? I think we've completely evolved and grown new arms and legs as a charity. And it started immediately in March last year, just after our International Women's Day event. We went into lockdown Two weeks after, we had a, an amazing event with Victoria Derbyshire with a panel of um, fantastic women from Prue Leith, Amanda Mealing and Faye Ripley. And we went into lockdown after that with, with some f fundraising money, you know, directly after that event because we do physical events and, and we're quite, you know, we do unusual physical events that people want to attend. But really it started with a breast care nurse phoning me alarmed by the amount of new patients coming through her doors because she was in a COVID-free hospital and she was having to deal with five or six NHS trusts of women coming in for all different surgeries, offered different surgeries because reconstruction wasn't an option. All procurement was racked up because of PPE and what could Future Dreams do? How could we help her? How could we get her messaging and voice into the hands of all these women that she didn't have enough time to spend with. And so we developed this kind of care package strategy as well as um, sending in as many post-surgery bras and comfies and no one could, you know, use the cold cap. So headscarves were key and drain bags. And we just ended up becoming kind of on the front line crutch to the breast care nurses and the, the oncologists who were all being redeployed. And sadly, you know, this, this went on for months and months. And then we developed a much bigger appeal. Well, it's not an appeal, but it, it will become an appeal of 
individual care packages for women coming into the hospitals on their own because family and friends weren't allowed to accompany them for appointments or for their treatment. So giving them some, you know, bags of love with the Future Dreams magazine and a snack and a puzzle book and some hand cream and just knowing that they're not alone and and just filling that bag with some company for them. And that's continued. I mean, I think we've delivered over 5,000 in 2020, but I'm having Mm -hmm. conversations now, Julia, which are even more frightening than last year because there are no breast care nurses on a lot of the wards and they're all being redeployed, the the breast cancer patients. So we're back again. We're delivering all the same um, uh, needed um, products to kind of... help support the breast care nurses and fundamentally help support the patients. So that's where we changed. I mean, we were kind of a fundraising charity, but we've become very much a service as well. And and we do a helpline called Ask Amanda. She's a breast cancer survivor and she's been speaking to numerous women via WhatsApp, privately, FaceTime, um, trying to kind of help them navigate a very isolating journey which is already an isolating journey pre-pandemic so there's a there's a lot of changes in future dreams in 2020 and 2021 Mm. it's pretty amazing you know I was sort of in and out of St George's with a similar issue as we know and uh, my consultant Mr Sharma who's uh, my hero um, was mm. just saying what a massive impact those um, those bags had had, you know, on just really showing people cared. It's almost sort of got a little bit lost in this whole pandemic, which has been obviously on so many levels really difficult. But obviously going through cancer at the same time as a pandemic is just creates such fear. And I think showing such amazing kindness is absolutely you know, for me, it's been amazing. And I know the consultants and the nurses of George's have been incredibly touched by that kindness. So I've got to ask you, uh, one of my favourite things that the charity are doing at the moment is, um, I think we know, we both know, but what is your boldest idea? Because we've got to talk about that because it's such positivity and I can't wait for it to open. So that, yes. So we had a very bold, we have these bold ideas. And one, um, it kind of came from conversations with Danielle very early on. Danielle had a lot of friends and family supporting her, but she still felt very responsible talking about her darkest thoughts and fears. And also they weren't going through breast cancer treatment like she was, and she wanted to have a place to go where she could normalize and she could feel herself and say the things she wanted to. So um, as you know, uh, Julia, but it's nice to share that we fund secondary breast cancer research. That's one of our big, you know, bold ideas as well. And that very much came from Danielle and Sylvie because that's what affected them. And it's something that we feel very passionate about. But we also decided um, that we wanted to work with and collaborate with another breast cancer charity who provide an incredible support service, which is Breast Cancer Haven. And they lost their site. They lost their lease, well, uh, their lease ran out in Fulham. So Future Dreams' bold idea was, okay, we're going to relocate you and we want to relocate you to um, the best location possible in London. And we found it and... um, the the building is opposite King's Cross Station. It's 6,000 square foot. We've been working on it for four years. We raised a million pounds. Um, it's on site at the moment. 
Obviously, the pandemic has massively impact, impacted um, completion dates, but we're well on our way. And it must be the right thing to be doing because Danielle and Sylvie's first ever fundraising event was in a theatre and um, they also had a dance school together. And the building that came on the market for us to be um, to go for was an old theatre that was also a dance school. So there's all these synergies and there's an amazing history to the building. And so, and also to be collaborating with Breast Cancer Haven, knowing that they are going to fill that building with all elements that are going to support those touched by breast cancer, not just the patients, but the families, mm. body confidence workshops and counselling and touch therapies and nutrition, you know, all, all elements under one roof in a location that a lot of people can get to, whether they live in London or outside London. So we're getting close and you've absolutely handheld us on that journey, Jules, on every level. Mm. Um, creating the beautiful visuals for the rooms and the look and feel. So there's very much your stamp on that building. So that was a collective bold view, I reckon. I think it's, um, you know, I'm really excited about opening. I think one of the things that, um, you know, happens when you go through a form of cancer is, you know, there is a lot of loneliness. And even if there's not the loneliness, you're surrounded by people. It's hard to sometimes explain and understand. So for me, you know, the Future Dreams House opening is going to be really pivotal to helping thousands and thousands of people just feel cared for kindness and actually know how to start helping and controlling themselves in really difficult situations. So when do you think it's going to open? So uh, with the first lockdown, we got pushed back by about three months and where we thought we might open Christmas last year, that got pushed back to spring this year with Brexit and lockdown three. I should imagine, Julia, it will be um, September, October now. Mm. Um, I think, you know, that would be a more realistic opening time. And maybe it's meant to be because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. And um, that's, just, you know, something to really celebrate that we've achieved our goal, our boldest idea, and to open then. So we're, we're pushing it along as much as we can. Obviously, we can't go on site at the moment because of um, what tier we are in London. So we're trying everything mm. to get to get a hopeful now autumn open. I think one of the things that I really admire about Future Dreams is uh, the, the sort of smaller but also brilliantly bold ideas as well about how you've pivoted. And one of the things that I really enjoyed being part of and actually bid on and won something as we know is mm -hmm. the uh, future dreams online auction i'd love you to talk a bit about that because effectively with all the events being cancelled which is your biggest fundraiser the online auction has been i'd imagine pretty critical to supplying funds this year to get the charity going and to to you know support all these things that you do so i'd love to hear a bit more about that and i yeah, and i no, want a painting <laughs> I can talk about my painting after. <laughs> <laughs> so so th this was, um, so we were very concerned that we had to cancel all our physical events, which bring us an enormous revenue, which we don't have. In fact, the pandemic has annihilated us in this, in this element. So um, a previous colleague um, went to work for a um, virtual reality um, design company and we had a conversation one day saying you know what 
um, what can we do that's virtual that people will turn up for? And as you know, in 2020, you know, home improvements, looking at people's houses, you know, art seemed to be uh, a, an industry that was doing, you know, quite well. You know, people were buying art because they were at home and they were improving their home. And it's something that no, you don't necessarily have to turn up for. It's an online event. And, and so we... We created a virtual art gallery and we worked with uh, two creators from Weedl Art. And then we went out, we have a, we have a lot of um, ambassadors at Future Dreams and uh, it, actually it was Simon Emmett, a photographer. He had been asked to donate some photography. Um, his mum lives with secondaries and he's absolutely devoted to Future Dreams. And he said, why, why aren't you guys doing something in art? You know, he kind of planted this seed. So again, the small team that we are ran with the idea and we ended up being supported by Sky Arts uh, for sponsorship and Weedle Art and a property company called TK International. So we developed all brand new relationships. We had photography and fine art. Uh, we were really fortunate to have the support of Gideon Rubin and uh, Rob Unit and Chantal Joff and the Victoria Miro Gallery. And we gave it a go. Um, we threw everything, our heart and soul into it. And we ended up raising £70,000. Mm. And it's a brand new revenue for us and a brand new virtual event. And it got some really lovely press. So that just came out of... Um, what are we doing? How do we get some income in? And we and there's a, 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 a thirst for it again this year. So it's in the calendar for um, November this year. And we've got some really fabulous um, artists on board and some of the existing artists. So, yeah, we're really excited about the art event and feel very grateful for the people like yourself who started bidding wars. It was very exciting. Um, and and um, were and we yeah we had two national um, portrait artists of the year from Sky Arts. I think that was the one you went for, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, it basically I went into uh, bid on I, I bid on three, uh, and one of the ones I really liked was uh, you get a self portrait one, which I'm actually going to get for my mom. She doesn't know it yet Aww. for her birthday. Lovely. So basically, mom's going to go on a Zoom call in the next week or two get not realizing and then get her her portrait for her birthday so I'm just you know I can't wait to do that I know Sam said do it for yourself but I, I just can't it's just not my nature I need it for my mom your mom will love she it. will absolutely love. love it I think one of the things that you know working with um you know for many many years as you know Sam I ran my own, uh, I've run my own business um and I'd sort of got diagnosed myself with breast cancer in 2014 and uh, I met Sam in the room um, through my friend Jackie Beltrew, who works at Sky Sports, um, and Melissa um, Ozenbash at the bikini launch. And uh, Sam invited me to, you know, be part of the charity in some way. And I remember going to a first meeting. It was we were doing the roundhouse uh, in Camden yeah. to raise some money for the big event, which was amazing. And I walked into the gala board meeting and I was just amazed at how many people were supporting the charity and not just, you know, anybody, everybody, but incredibly busy people, women and men, you know, from, you know, Philippa Brown, who heads up Omnicom to, I think it was uh, Nishma from Google, you know, name a few others, some I can't remember, but I actually remember feeling incredibly humbled and actually a bit embarrassed for years 
I'd not actually taken time out of my life to do anything like that. And, you know, because of that, fell in love with the charity and um, everything that you do. I mean, you know, who, who are your ambassadors? There's such a support around you. We have amazing support. I'm really excited to share with you today is we've got a new CEO starting. Uh, we'll be announcing her tomorrow as well. Um, she's come f- come out of law and uh, her name is Nikki Richmond, another amazing woman. And she she has been working with Future Dreams for two years. And she just said, she just absolutely felt part of something from the beginning. And that was the atmosphere around that that table before the roundhouse gala and uh, the ambassadors who who have have joined us from you know the incredible melissa odabash who has designed five collections with future dreams for post-surgery swimwear for women her sister had um, breast cancer so she she has been wanting to do this for a long time i mean she's she kate middleton and rita aura and kate mossel wear her bikinis but she wants every woman who post-surgery to feel you know confident and to have you know some self-love and and to know that she would create something that would fit them and 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 make them feel good after their breast cancer journey we have the, the lovely Melissa Hemsley you know she's absolutely has been instrumental in helping us design the kitchen at Future Dreams House we have Trustees, um, uh, Mish Gondorea, Dean Poster, he's b- really helped actually with the journey with Melissa Odebash, um, Joe, Joe Franks, oncoplastic uh, surgeon at UCLH in the Wellington. And she's been very instrumental also in, in, in the bold thinking around Future Dreams House because she knows through her patients that this is going to be a surface that's going to make an enormous difference to their breast cancer journey. Um, Philip is now a CEO of PhD uh, Media. Um, we have, um, you know, Vera Aura, Rita Aura's mom. She's a breast cancer survivor. She's a psychiatrist. She works on the NHS. Mel C., she performed in our ten uh, year anniversary as as well as Paloma Faith um, in twenty eighteen where we sold two and a half thousand tickets and celebrated ten years of future dreams. I mean, when I start talking like this, it all feels like was that a dream? Did we actually do that? Mm. And I think what what I don't mind doing is I don't mind going out to anyone because I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for future dreams. Mm. I've got nothing to lose. And and it seems to be that when people say yes, they join the family. And we're more like a family, mm. I think, than a charity. I, I think everyone's voice is important. Even to the care packages, we had a lot of women write to us after making suggestions and we've actioned them all. And then they've come on to do other projects with us. So it's if you want to be involved in Future Dreams in any way, any idea, crazy, practical, we, we just try and action them. And I think that's from being small and nimble. Mm. You know, we don't, we, we can just go with it. Mm. So how optimistic are you for the future and what's going to take for the charity to survive in the future? Our fundraising has been annihilated. I mean, uh, you know, this is, I'm, I'm very rarely negative. I am concerned because we can't have one physical event this year really you can't you you can have plan a and plan b um 
But I think it's always going to be play, plan B in 2021 because physical events are very problematic and we don't know what hospitality is like. Um, we'd really like people, more people to know about Future Dreams. I still think we've been the wind under people's other charities' wings for a long time, but now we're doing so much more than just support awareness and research. So we need to our story to be shared more, people to know us, know about us, people to come on board to be friends of Future Dreams, even if it was yearly donations, to support a care package, to sponsor a room in Future Dreams House, to turn up for our events, you know, just, just some income, you know, from people whose lives have been touched by breast cancer or just feel emotional and passionate about mm. the work that we do and to discover us. Um, I am worried, Julia, because, you know, I, I just feel that we, we're constantly having to think of alternative ways of bringing income in. And that's, that is challenging. And we've got an enormous responsibility of, you know, 20 years with Future Dreams House. We're super lucky to have a wonderful relationship with Estee Lauder companies. And they have helped us with a grant towards the house. And, and these are the kind of relationships that we also would really like to kind of um, grow. Um, and Anna Bartle from Estee Lauder has been behind Future Dreams um, from the start. Uh, it was actually originally Chris Good, the CEO. He's gone on to run North America now. But, you know, corporates, we run a lunch and learn service. To, we do it via Zoom now where we share awareness. We're working very closely now with the Met Police. A deputy superintendent um, had breast cancer last year and she's working alongside Future Dreams to help us. So there's lots of ideas and lots of new people coming, but, you know, income is, is really tricky mm. revenue to to come in during a pandemic and we don't want to stop what we're doing we don't want to stop the care packages we don't want to not open future dreams house but we do need maybe a stronger identity so people come on board and donate mm. yeah i think it's really tricky at the moment and i think the interesting thing is i think if people understood the the absolute benefits that charity gives to people. You know, I've been there where the care packages have been shared on the chemo wards and, you know, anyone that's going through chemo at the moment, um, you're literally on your own. You go into the chemo ward, you're on your own, you know, having a really stressful situation. And, you know, I was I was on there a few weeks ago and you sort of see the packages come round and it's just such a massive difference. It just shows, you know, you're really not forgotten about in the world. So... Thanks, Sam, for joining us today. You've been absolutely amazing and I've just got so admiration. I'm actually sitting here incredibly emotional now. Um, you know, it's it's just, you know, so important that we we care and are kind and help each other in society. So thank you, yeah. everyone, to listening to Bold Thinking, Entrepreneurial Stories Honestly Told. Um, if this episode has got you thinking, share your comments on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram and go onto the Future Dreams website um, and please donate to the charity in any way, shape or form or there's any way you can get involved. I'd absolutely love that. Um, or contact us at the hello at thehonestbrand.com. So join me next to hear from someone else who's making positive change in the world. Take care. Bye-bye.